Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright. Broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports done right. Up next.
Get your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. What's going on, everybody? Oh, boy, what a fun day, what a fun day. But we are back talking sports and, well, you know, other things as well. Vince Wright, sports governor, coming to you again. How's everybody doing out there? I am in this very uh, wonderful state of Minnesota here. Nice night. Weather's feeling good. We got the state fair going, which is absolutely huge. But the sad thing, that means two things. Summer's gone. Fall is here. And while fall is a very nice time of year here in Minnesota, man, I ain't ready for it to end just yet. So there you go. That's what we got. I am the sports governor. You can follow me, Vince Wright. Again, your loyal and humble host is what the kid is trying to say. Um, Sports done right. TuesdayNightSpreaker.com and XSquadAffiliates.com as well. Make sure you check out the website, XSquadAffiliates.com, not only for info on my show, but all the other great shows out there as well. And also Spreaker.com is where the platform is that the shows come from, so make sure you're checking us out there as well. want to say what up to the chat room. You know, we got some early uh, risers up here in the House of uh, Representatives, as your sports governor likes to call it. RC, my main man from Duluth. Minnesota, two hours straight north. I want to say what up to him. I want to say what up to Big Ben. Ben, BS3 Sports host, will be joining us actually in about five minutes. So I want to say what up to Ben. You'll be hearing from him. We're going to talk a little Dallas Cowboy um, football. You know, obviously we got Ezekiel Elliott being suspended. And just want to give it a little check in with him. And uh, maybe talk a little bit about them Rangers as well, too. So um, we'll get into that with Big Ben. Want to say what up to DJ P-Funk, X-Squad. Oh, by the way, all these guys, X-Squad affiliates. Easy does it. Um, Fam, RNC, (laughs) run CNC. I wish I could talk, man. Dropped my favorite set of headphones and and kind of broke them a little bit. I got to go up to the Bose store now. But I think we're okay. RC. So what up, man? We're going to have some fight talk with Gilbert Batista in about 45 minutes. So it's going to be a jam-packed hour. Uh, Sluggos in here, ATL, Falcon, uh, Georgia State alum. Gov, I've been watching your coach on the Four Letter Network. You guys got to be excited. Yes, we are excited. And, you know, I'm going to get into the Gopher talk here very shortly. But yeah, we're excited to have PJ Fleck here, but the gov, the sports governor, is going to have to start reining back the the uh, realms of reality here on this program. Um, truth is, and like I said, we'll get into it a little later on. Gophers are pretty thin at a lot of different positions, man. So if anyone goes down, it's anybody's guess. This season could easily be three and nine type of season, as well as a you know maybe. I don't think they're going to win nine games again this year, uh, eight, four, somewhere in there maybe. 
But we will see a new era beginning here in Minneapolis with Coach P.J. Fleck. But nonetheless, very good, very interesting TV show. ESPN will be, uh, I think they're actually doing a little marathon of all the shows here tonight. Slow night in sports. U.S. Open Tennis Tournament is uh, started. So that's kind of about the only thing besides baseball going on right now. And I don't know if we have any football tonight. Not usually on the Tuesday. <laughs> Spoke to. Oh, that's a repeat. Never mind. Never mind. So, all right, let's get into it, my man. Golden Gophers, they open up Thursday. Um, we're going to get into that game against the University of Buffalo. We're going to talk about some things that um, the sports fans need to be thinking about up here in Minnesota regarding those Gophers as PJ Fleck takes over uh, the boat rowing it so to speak we all know what he did last year so we'll get into that um that game is thursday by the way gov donated his tickets to charity so i will not be at that game but i will be at all the rest it'll be broadcast on the big 10 network so make sure you check out the golden gophers against the university of buffalo thursday night and who knows maybe they'll actually have figured out who their quarterback's going to be uh, between uh, Connor, Connor Rhoda, Creedon Durham Hall lad, for all you local people listening to Sports Done Right, and Demery Croft. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, hey, it's very exciting. But I'll tell you what, game's not a sellout. <laughs> game's not a sellout. So going to have to give away some tickets to all the new freshmen on campus here that uh, moved in today. By the way, props to the class of 2021 over at my alma mater, University of Minnesota. And to all of the kids out there, and if yours have started college, congratulations. We definitely approve of higher education for our lads. Bama boy, I know you're ready for some football. Even though Ohio State's going to knock off knock off Alabama to win the national championship this year. Yeah, I said it, Bama. I said it. Get in the corner. <laughs> Thursday night college footballs for the scrub squads. Right on time, Big L. Spoken as a true SEC compatriot and Alabama Crimson Tide fan that he is. But, you know. You ain't got nothing else going on in Bama. That's all you got. So we'll let it slide, big man. We'll let it slide. Again, Vince Wright, sports governor. Yes, sir. And yes, I see you run CNC because I know he agrees with me about Ohio State. Um, We'll get into a little more college football talk a little later on as games get started um, this week. So again, very excited and very happy that college football is back. Um, we'll talk about the Big Ten, see who we think is going to be on top there. I've already kind of given my hints as to who I think is going to win. We'll talk about the Big Ten West as well. Will it be the University of Wisconsin again? Or a lot of people talking about a dark horse sitting outside of uh, Chicago, a little school called Northwestern, maybe sneaking up and uh, sneaking a little Big Ten West title. I don't necessarily see that, but they are a very, very good squad, and they practice very, very hard all day, sir. Arkansas, Big L up in the mix. That's right, our main man, Big L, 
is up in here from the city of Little Rock, and you know who he's representing. But Big L also represents them bears, and that's just something we cannot let slide. So as we're waiting for Ben uh, to give us a call here, and we're going to get into that cowboy talk. Again, we're going to get into some college football. Bama, Ohio State. I mean, is it just going to be the same ones? Can Michigan upset the apple cart? Penn State, don't forget them. They're out there in the Big Ten East, defending champions of the conference. And yes, they did beat you, Ohio State, so you can crack all the Sandusky jokes and everything else. We get it. But on the football field, y'all lost at home to Penn State. All right. What else we got going on here, man? I hope everybody had a great weekend. Man, these weekends just go by too damn fast. That's the damn problem, man. It's like you leave work Friday, you wake up Sunday, it's like 5 p.m. You got to start heading back and getting in that Monday mind frame, man. And I don't like that. I do not like that at all. What else we got going on here on the uh, sports wheels? Uh, Twins fans, what can we say? Byron Buxton, three home runs on Sunday. Loving life, batting up in the 240s, so the, the average coming up needs to. And, um, you know, defensively the best center fielder in baseball. Fast, he might honestly be the fastest guy in baseball too. Uh, but, you know, the Twins, we need that guy to start swinging the bat, and we're finally starting to see that uh, come to fruition a little bit. So we're very excited and very happy to see Byron Buxton. By the way, American League Player of the Week for your Minnesota Twins. We got to give it up for him. Audience here at the Govs Mansion. Oh, and then that brings us. Uh, before I jump on the Vikings here for just a little bit, and we'll get into them a little bit more later on here between interviews. Uh, oh. I'm going to save that thought there, Run CNCs. I saw what you said. Let's get Big Ben on the phone here. One second. Big Ben, are you there, sir? I am here. How's it going? Ah, doing good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen out there in Radio Land, the one and only Ben the Third. He is the host of the BS3 Sports Podcast, the sports show out of Dallas, Texas. Um... Ben, and by the way, folks, follow Ben on Spreaker. Uh, does a great job with his show on the weekends, and he does a Monday wrap-up as well. He's a X-Squad affiliate. He's also broadcasting on uh, Two Live Stews Radio, so a lot of things happening for Ben. And Ben, man, let's just get right into it, man. As I, you know, the reason I, I, and you know, I invited you on, and I'm sorry for the late invite, but I got kind of hit up by a few of my Dallas Cowboy fans a couple of days ago. So I said, you know, yeah, who better to talk to than Ben? So, all right, my man, um, the running back Ezekiel Elliott suspended. Um, if the suspension is upheld, how is that going to affect the Cowboys for those six games? Does it? You know, maybe put an extra loss or two in there. Are they able to stay afloat? What are you thinking, Ben? Well, I'm thinking we'll still be able to stay afloat. I think this this team has a good running back core. I mean, you got Darren McFadden, who rushed for a thousand yards with a couple of years ago. He still got Alfred Morris. Right. Uh, you got Ronnie Hillman, who they added in. So if it does go down where he does, where he does get suspended, I'm pretty confident that we'll be. We'll be fine. I know Cowboys, Cowboys haters don't want to hear that, but I'm pretty sure we'll be fine. 
Cool. Well, I, you know, I tend to agree with you, man. I think Dallas has shown a lot of maturity here over the past couple of years. Um, you know, having to deal with the quarterbacks last year, saying goodbye to Tony Romo, jumping on the Dak Prescott train. Um, and speaking of that quarterback, that awesome guy, do you now look what he did last year, Ben, obviously is astronomical. But as they say, the coaches now, you know, come up with game plans for him. Now, I think he may fall off a little bit, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Do you think he can top, or what do you see for uh, Mr. Prescott here um, in the upcoming weeks? Oh, I think I think he's going to have a little bit of a slump. I don't think it's going to be as easy. Um, I think definitely game planning makes a difference. I think you know what what the uh, what the other teams are going to be focusing on. Is gonna is gonna matter. So I, I I do think he's gonna have a little bit of a struggle, but I think he's still he's he's adapting well. He's already adapted, uh, but I think he's gonna be good overall. You know the preseason game that he's that he's playing in, he looks sharper. He looks smarter. He looks more focused. Uh, he, and I don't even know if that's possible with Dak, but right. <laughs> he, he is a he he is just a flat out leader. You don't find that very often in quarterbacks, especially that young. No, not at all. Not at all. And, uh, you know, he won me over last year. And, you know, I hate Dallas. Just have to get that out there. But, (laughs) you know, but Ben, you know, I I give respect where it's due, man. And, you know, what he did, I don't know how you you can hate on um, Dak Prescott after that rookie season he had. Um, Let me talk to you real quick about the offense down there. So with all that being said and the suspensions and whatnot, how's the offense looking this preseason? I really, you know, from up here, haven't kept my eye too much on the Dallas preseason. So why don't you share what you're seeing down there? So they're looking pretty good. I think the defense is going to be the biggest problem. The defense does not really look that sharp. They've also lost a lot of guys on that defense, which is what the the biggest problem is. Uh, Lost Barry Church at safety. Uh, The defensive line hasn't really been that great. So there's been a lot that that the team has lost, and I think that is going to be the biggest problem. Offensively, though, uh, the Cowboys are going to be fine. Uh, Watch out for this name, Rico Gathers. He is – Former player, he played basketball at Baylor. The guy hasn't played football since what was that? Two thousand, probably since high school. But he's uh, he's kind of that Jimmy Graham, Antonio Gates kind of prototype. Uh, so often, this team's going to be fine. They've got weapons up and down. They've got a great offensive line. Defense though is going to be our Achilles' heel, I believe, this season. Why so? Well, mainly losing all the players. You got young guys, way too many young guys in the secondary, um, and that's going to be a big problem. You know, you've got Orlando Scandrick on one side. He kind of plays the slot. Um, You've got Antonio Brown, who's a second-year player. He was like a six-round pick, and you're going to have you're going to have a rookie uh, starting. I don't know who which rookie it's going to be. You got Nolan Carroll uh, that you got from we got from the Eagles. I mean, he's not really that great, so that's going to be a problem. The pass rush is also going to be another issue. We've got young guys on the pass rush. You know, we've had the Randy Gregories of the world, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that have caused us so much stress. And then the other day, 
we lose uh, Hitchens, Anthony Hitchens, who they're, they're fearing he may have an ACL. This thing is going to be out six to eight weeks. Uh, so that means you're going to have to add Justin Durant in there, who's older, uh, older guy, um, and also you know, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, a lot of people are excited about, but he's not really ready, I don't think, to start. So there's a lot of issues on this defense, top to bottom. Nice. And what about the coaching staff down there? I mean, you know, Jason Garrett's been down there for a minute now. Um, you know, job seems to be, you know, okay. Um, no, you know, you ha- I haven't really heard of, you know, too much of a coaching speed, coaching hot seat noise out of Dallas. So what's the word on the street in Big D, man? How do the fans feel about their head coach? Uh, they feel good now. I mean, you, you towards the end of <laughs> yeah, last win- year. Winning helps. <laughs> <laughs> winning, winning always helps everything. And I think last year, you know, they were – uh, they were down on him. They were ready to, to you know, to have him get fired. Uh, they, they were they were extremely unexcited with what he was bringing to the table. Uh, but now with the last year, everybody's on a high note. Uh, Jason Garrett, I don't think, I don't know if he'll ever get fired because he is Jerry, Jerry Jones' guy. Uh, you know, he was there. He played for him. He played He's for come him. up through exactly. the ranks on the coaching staff. So he, he, I mean, that's kind of his guy. I think um, on the defensive side, you got uh, you know Rod Marinelli, who's uh, I, I like the guy. I think he's a good defensive coach. And offense, you got uh, Linehan. So okay. it, it, the coaching staff, I think, is good. I think it's just a matter of you know clock management and implementing the right plan and system during the game is the biggest part. Right, right. All right, man. And again, folks, BS3 Sports Show host Ben the Third himself taking a few minutes to join us on Sports Done Right tonight. It is always a pleasure to have this gentleman on, man. It does a great show. Make sure you follow him on Spreaker.com. He's also over at XSquadAffiliates.com as well. So with that being said, my man, I want to take just a very quick break from the Cowboys. What's going on with the Texas Rangers, man? You know, a couple oh years God. ago, you you guys had me fooled. I, you know, I thought y'all were doing the thing. I thought it was going to be a Texas Cubs World Series, and now all of a sudden, man, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's the curse of Ron Washington. Now, I grew up, you know, Ron Washington's an old Twins player, you know, back when I grew up here. So I always had a fondness for him. And I thought it was real cool that he, you know, he became a manager. But ever since he had his little fiasco and, you know, outside of a couple of nice seasons, man, now Texas seems to be Texas again. What's going on, Ben? Man, that's that's the biggest question mark of of this, everything going on in Dallas right now. What happened to this Rangers team? And it's, uh, it's, it's surprising. I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't know what it is. I think, you know, you look at the, the pitching, which pretty much fell apart. That's a huge part of it. Uh, also, not to mention, you have you trade away you Darvis, so that that kind of eliminates any possible chances. I believe that you would have anyway. Cole Hamels was injured part of the season. Uh, the bullpen has just been garbage. We haven't had a a definite closer at all the whole year. So you kind of factor all that in. Offense has been sputtery, injuries here or there. I think it, it's got to be the curse of no one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Nolan Ryan, he left, and no. And here's the other thing about this: Nolan Ryan is right now in Houston, and Houston is, I believe, they probably have the best record in the American League. So, 
there is there's something to do with that. Uh, I don't I don't try to talk about leaving curses and stuff like that, but Nolan Ryan was a was a real deal <laughs> pitcher for <laughs> yes, for the uh, for the Rangers, and that 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 breakup didn't go well. So I think there's kind of a group of a lot of things. I think the coaching staff is good. I think the players. Well, we're going to have to regroup as far as the whole pitching staff goes as a whole. And uh, so we're only two games out of the, you know, of the wild card, but it's going to be, it's going to be far fetched for us to, even if we do win the wild card uh, to make any noise this year, which is, it's depressing. No, I, I hear you, man. And yeah, that, you know, when Nolan Ryan left, you're right. It, you know, what, what exactly was it that went so bad between Nolan and his former franchise, I mean, I know he played with Houston, too, and, you know, definitely made a name for himself in the Astro gear. But what happened with him and the Rangers that it just ended so bad? So the the thing basically was the, the guy that's the GM right now is John Daniels. So John Daniels is a, a kind of a metrics guy. So he's one of those, you know, Billy yeah, Bean Billy type Bean, guys. Yep. <laughs> right, exactly. One of, one of those guys that looks at metrics – doesn't necessarily focus on the eye test, and that's what Nolan Ryan is. He, he he looked at guys and said, I can see with my eyes if this guy's good or not, and that's how I'm going to determine if I'm going to sign him, trade him, or do whatever. So they weren't seeing eye to eye as that part goes. So and they wanted the typical old school, new school type of power struggle. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So they wanted, they wanted Nolan to step down or to take like a lesser role and they basically promoted John Daniels and Nolan. Pretty much, I don't. I'm not going to stay here for this. I'm Nolan Ryan. I mean, you, if you you know who I am, right. so <laughs> right. don't don't yeah don't try to demote me. And, and that's kind of what would end up happening. And some people took sides. You know, some people agreed with with John Daniels, and some people didn't agree. And uh, you know, now we're here, and, and it's flip flopped. You know, they're. I mean, the, the Astros are playing some amazing baseball right now, and they're pretty. They're pretty good and they can make it to the world series this year yeah there's now here's the thing because yeah texas 64 and 66 houston's on top of the west i pulled up the standings here 79 and 51 and kind of you know real quiet too because you know in the american league you got um cleveland trying to get back and win the pennant again you obviously got the the east coast teams that get a lot of publicity boston new york you know, lately, you know, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, and Toronto, they've all been, you know, pretty good as of late. And there's Houston out there, you know, 79 wins, the most in the American League, you know, just tooling along. So very dangerous squad there, my man. Now, getting back to the Cowboys, Ben, and again, we got Ben Suddathon, host of BS3 Sports Report, for a few more moments here on Sports Done Right. Um, I found the article, and this is called uh, bloggingtheboys.com. Um, that's the site that I found this article on. And they talk about three key games for the Cowboys this year. So I just wanted to get your take. Um, September 10th, obviously, you open up against the Giants. It also has October 8th on here. That's the Green Bay Packer game. And depending on if things go right, the December, the Christmas Eve game against Seattle, which can maybe even at that point decided division or, you know, you know, home field um, playoffs. So um, starting with the Giants, the opening game, 
how you feeling about that? I, you know, does Dallas win that game, or what are what are Dallas fans worried about from the Giants, if anything? Uh, I think the biggest thing is is the Giants. We lost to them twice last year, uh, so that's right off the bat. Uh, a lot of fans, are, are, I'm sure, are concerned about that. Uh, also, the the Giants. I mean, their defense just seems to get better every year. And they got uh, great all, wide receivers this year too. Exactly. Got Odell, Odell Beckham Jr., which maybe or may not be playing. Uh, that that's that's going to factor in, I think, <laughs> right. huge in this game. Uh, with his with his injury that he he went down with, but you look at Brandon Marshall is is hard to cover, and especially with these young corners, it's it's going to be a tough tough for us to match up against this this uh, these wide receivers. So uh, I'm I'm a little on the fence. Uh, it's the first game out of the gate. It sounds like we're not going to have Zeke. We'll probably hear something I've heard by Friday, possibly about what's going on with Zeke, but. I think it's going to be it's going to be one of those close type of robbery games that we that we tend to see, but I'm going to be honest and I think I think we're going to lose this game out the gate. Uh, I just think um, we're going to it's going to be some time before this defense really figures things out, mm-hmm. and I, I I just got a I just got a feeling that we're not going to, we're not going to win it out the gate. So I'm sure uh, there's some Giants fans that are excited about that. If, uh, Chief Rock is I was just <laughs> I was just gonna say Mr. Cabal himself. Exactly. Right on. But I'm gonna you be know, I'm just being honest. You are, man. You're being honest, and that's what it is. It's just funny. Whenever you mention Giants on any X Squad show, like <laughs> like a ghost from the vapors, man, the the, the Chief Rocker arises. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's there. All right. So what about the Green Bay game? Uh, that's now, I think October the Green, 8th. October 8th. So I think the Green Bay game, I think it's going to be a, I don't like to say it's going to be a carbon copy of last year, but I think I think we're going to get an escape there with the win. I think we're going to have, you know, what, what we need. I think the defense is going to be better. Um, also, I think uh, Dak, I mean, he, this guy studies like credit. I don't have any problem with him not being and uh, like I said, I think the defense will be better. So I think that'll be I think that'll be a win. It'll be a tough one. It'll probably come down to the end and maybe a field goal or or a touchdown at the end of the game. But I think we'll get the win. And, you know, just that last one, that Christmas Eve one, Seattle Seahawks, like I said, there could be so much on the line. Um, this could be a very big influential game for the entire NFC playoff structure. Um, you know, if, if things go according to plan, because you expect Seattle to be there, you expect Dallas to be there. So, you know, outside of any freak injuries, suspensions, anything like that, this is a Christmas Eve game. I'm I'm actually looking forward to and glad it's on the schedule. Yeah, that that's going to be a good game as well. I think there's a lot of a lot of factors going into that game. You know, is Seattle going to be the same Seattle that we're used to seeing? Um, is Eddie Lacy or whoever their starting running backs is going to be? Is he going to be, you know, um, healthy? Or are they going to be like firing on all cylinders? And then is Russell Wilson still going to be the same? Uh, so there's a lot of things there. But I, I do see us. Uh, is this game in Seattle? Or is it is it a home game for the Cowboys? Well, all right. Well, Ben, hey, listen, man, I want to thank you. But before I get you out of here and, you know, filling all my listeners in with that great Dallas sports and, and all the great takes and 
everything else. A, I'm going to give you a minute to tell the people where to find you, tell them about the shows and everything, but Saturday, September 2nd, your North Carolina Tar Heels, the California Golden Bears, how you feeling? Um, I'm I'm going to be honest on this one again. I'm not really feeling that great. Uh, it, it's it's new starters at every position. So oh, really? Okay. Gone. The running back is gone. Uh, basically, the entire wide receiving core is gone. The two wide receivers are um, and the defense is missing a lot of pieces. So I think uh, out the gate it's going to be tough for us, I think, to go up against Cal. I think Cal's a – and they play in the Pac-12, so they play a lot of tough competition. Yep. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little worried about this game out the gate. So I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a, a loss for us because uh, they're going to have to figure things out. And also well, they've got a transfer – they got a transfer quarterback from uh, LSU. So okay. you got you got to – uh, you think about well, all those you, hey, Big Ben, you got me a little worried because the following week you guys got Louisville. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully by then we'll have it figured out. But that first game, I think it's going to be some some jitters and some not not in sync. Well, mark down week three against Old Dominion. Um, I'm going to go with a victory on that one, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right. All right. Well, listen, Ben, I'm going to let you get out of here, man. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to hang out with us. Um, again, tell people where they can find you and how they can follow you on social media. Oh yeah, definitely. So on all avenues of social media at BS, the number three sports, um, also on speaker, uh, BS three sports. All you got to do is type in BS three sports in Google. And I guarantee you something will come up and you'll probably hear my voice. So appreciate you for having me on. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. All right, brother. Well, thank you again. Um, I appreciate it. And uh, again, thanks for taking the time to join us. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right, peace. Have a good one. Take care. All right. All right, folks. The one and only Big Ben Sutter joining us, the host of the BS3 Sports Report. Chief Rocker in the house, Jersey Vern, as we said, the roughest, the buffest. He is uh, Buffalo's pride and joy. Big Kev in the house, rough buff, as the ladies call him. OG in here, Dion back with us. Thank you for joining us, OG. Big L, as we said. Uh, so many folks in the chat room definitely getting off. Jelani, great job, Jelani, by the way, on Larry B show uh, yesterday over on IE Sports Radio. Uh, Larry B had Jelani on talking about all kinds of good sports topics there. I thought I saw Mocha in here. Enough with the BS podcast is in here as well. Folks out there in Radio Land, 651 All right, we're going to head into break number one. And, of course, we're going to have to celebrate with a little Michael Jackson music tonight. Would have been the King of Pops 59th birthday. Man, Michael... Oh, if he was still with us, would almost be 60. Hard to believe, man. But um, rest in peace to the King of Pop. Thanks for all the memories. Very first concert I ever went to in Chicago at the Amphitheater. I think I was about five years old. My mom took me to a Jackson 5 concert, man. So uh, very, very excited. All right. Keep it tuned. We'll be right back with more Sports Done Right. We got Gilbert Batista joining us in about 20 minutes. To recap the fight.
Wanna see an exhibition He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. And back we are, Vince Wright, sports governor, chilling on the lake. In the beautiful Gov's Mansion sitting up here in Minnesota. That's me, Minnesota Twins, up 4 nothing on the Chai Sox over on the south side tonight. Oh, no, actually, that game is here. That would explain all the traffic I was trying to get through on the motorcade and the way home. Anyway, First Lady Angie Wright apparently has graced us with her Presence, I want to leave my 9 to 5 on that shelf after listening to a little MJ. Yeah, don't we all want to leave that 9 to 5 up on the shelf, man? Uh, with that being said, got to get into a little gopher take here. So, Minnesota Gophers, we're back. Oh, what can you say, man? Gophers, Buffalo, Thursday. Back at it, TCF Bank Stadium, and I cannot wait. Again, donated the tickets to charity, so we will be at the next game. But uh, 6 p.m. start here locally, and that's going to be on the Big Ten Network. It's not going to be on any of the ESPN channels. So, again, Big Ten Network there, uh, BTN to go, local radio, cool 108. Oh, hold on, spell it out, people. Minnesota. Hey. hey. Ra, that's right. Uh, Big L, we're going to be in that fight in about 10 minutes when Gilbert Batista joins us. But just a couple things here for Gopher fans that we need to get into for this game here. The Gophers, um, second meeting against the powerhouse of Buffalo team. So not a lot to go back on. Again, this is the beginning of the P.J. Fleck era. 
Uh, Fleck is the second youngest coach, by the way. Um, I always thought he was the youngest coach in a Power 5 conference, but he's the second youngest coach. And um, I looked that up. Oklahoma's Lincoln Riley is the youngest. We all know what PJ did with his stand over in uh, Michigan with the Western team over there. Um, I'm just real excited. I think if, if people buy in, and that's always the thing when you got somebody, and if you've seen the show like Sluggo was talking about a little earlier, uh, it, it's hard. I get it. It, it, it's real hard, you know, especially up here in the Twin Cities where we've had so many fly-by-night coaches, um, so many coaches who come up here and rah-rah us to death, uh, going back to Lou Holtz. Uh, the thing was Lou could actually back it up. But, you know, and that's what makes PJ's appeal a little hard to stomach for your older fans, obviously, Younger fans buy in a little bit more, but it's a different day. It's a new time. It's just, it's, you know, I'm part of that generational cuss too. Things just aren't run the way they used to. Uh, PJ Fleck has had success with his style of coaching. And, you know, I, no disrespect to Tracy Clays from last year, but he just never really. I just never really felt he was the dude. I mean, forget, you know, uh, the sex scandal and, 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 you know, the protest boycotts, all this other stuff. I just never felt that Coach Clays was going to be that dude that takes go for football to that next step. You know, like Jerry Kill had us on the cusp of. So... <laughs> Chief Rocker, the grog, the groundhogs ain't shit. Okay, thank you, Chief. We got you. You and your Ohio State loving ass. I know you went to school there. And by the way, Chief, you sure you went to school there, brother? Gov might have to give the John Kasich a call, Governor of Ohio. And we might have to pull some transcripts because I don't know. Rumor had it, man, that Chief. Eh, may have pulled the Trumpinski on us. Like we waiting for the president's tax returns. We're waiting for truth. We wait. We are waiting for Jersey's transcripts. My people, we are waiting for Jersey's transcripts. Big Busa in the house here on sports done. Right. Thank you, my friend. Gophers also got to figure out the quarterback situation. And this is the part that's real scary. Now, I mentioned earlier in the show that both Connor Rhoda, the Creighton Durham Hall kid, and Demery Croft were probably going to see some time in this game. You know, for a long time, uh, Demery Croft, I thought the kid out of Rockford, Illinois, had a lock on this position. Not to be uh, Connor Rhoda. Now, Connor is a walk-on, just really, you know, helped out almost like a scout team quarterback, but... Came in, did a good job against Maryland last year. Uh, you know, when the coach came in after, uh, you know, taking this job, one of the first things he did was keep Connor Rhoda on this team with scholarships. So, um, again, the Egan, Minnesota native, obviously, is going to see some time as well. So, we got two quarterbacks. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, you know, when you're if you're playing two quarterbacks, it usually doesn't end well. I'll leave it there. So I think the Gophers, obviously, they have the talent. 
not overlooking Buffalo, but I mean, come on, let's beat Buffalo. Um, the second game is going to be more of a benchmark. That's when we head out to Corvallis. Oregon State is game number two for the Gophers. So that's really going to tell us a lot. Let's get in this chat room here, too. I want to read some chat before uh, Gilbert Batista gives us a call here. And, oh, Jersey Vern, I kind of missed you, says the First Lady. I get that. Um, I cannot wait to see the First Lady when she gets back home. She's on another road trip doing her thing. Uh, what else we got here in our Spreaker.com chat room on Sports Done Right tonight? Uh, I can't take it, or excuse me, I can't wait till my Bucks play tomorrow. Run, CNC. Uh, let's see, old Jersey, we're in the same boat with the Gov. He's a doubter. <laughs> Whatever. I'll tell you what, I will do a FaceTime tomorrow with moms, and she will tell you. Okay, I got to backtrack. I'm missing some of the chat here. Um, Angie taking shots at Coach Clay's. <laughs> we'll definitely leave that alone. Uh, Angie saying, let's get the Fleck era started. A lot of compliments, obviously, for the King of Pop in our last break there. Um, Run CNC, obviously, and he's a Buckeye fan, along with Jersey Vern. And, you know, I'll get into that a little later on. I'm going to get into the Big Ten power rankings. And again, that is by Tom Dinehart, one of my favorite writers. I don't say that often, but go to BTN dot com big ten network dot com tom dianhart and he's one of the few people that i just literally read the columns verbatim i don't try and take too many notes i just give them respect you know let you know who wrote it because i'm a big fan of tom and in the power rankings his very first one of the year he has ohio state on top this may be urban meyer's most talented team since he arrived in columbus which is definitely a scary thought National championship or bust. There you go. They play Thursday at Indiana. Getting the Big Ten game out the way right off the bat. If the Gophers somehow win their division, we all need to hit up Big Ten because we know Ohio State going to be there. Uh, yeah, if if the Gophers did find a way to get to that championship game, there will be a massive party with the sports gov uh, taking care of people um, from the uh, Big Ten East. I would love that run, CMC. No doubt about it, my friend. But don't see us upholding our end of the bargain, unfortunately. Uh, Tom Darner has Penn State number two in the power rankings. Nittany Lions are reigning kings of the Big Ten. And get this, the 2017 edition may be better, especially on offense. Now Penn State opens up with Akron. Number three, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. The Badgers. Oh, I hate these... Badgers. Sorry, that's the gopher in me. Team kicks your ass for 12, 13, 14 straight years. That's what happens. Anyway, here they are again. Badgers have no glaring weakness. User-friendly schedule. Could this team go unbeaten and make the playoffs? Oh, of course, they'll be there. They'll be there. May not make the playoffs, but they'll have something to say. They open up with um, Utah State. Number four, Run CNC. That team from up north, the University of Michigan, uh, says a pile of, ta- uh, pile of talent in Ann Arbor. The issue, it's young talent. <laughs> and Tom says, check back in 2018. 
um, when the Wolverines may be primed to win the Big Ten. Still, Michigan may surprise this fall. They open up with the big boys in Florida. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of these games. So Michigan, Florida, and Arlington, Texas. Huh? What? I mean, I, I get this stuff, but I mean, come on. Don't you guys want to see, wouldn't you love to see uh, Wisconsin go down to the swamp? Or like last year when LSU came up, and even though it was in Lambeau Field, little bit different at least it's in the state of one of the teams playing but i don't know i don't know it is what it is so anyway that's who they open up with now the dark horses the northwestern wildcats are well uh, wildcats coming in at number five really like what coach fitzgerald has done with this team you know ever since he's been down there um, you know, last year they're coming off winning their third bowl game, so I want to give mad props to Northwestern. Always love the purple, too. I mean, purple just kind of looks good on any uniform you put it on. So uh, can he says, can Pat Fitzgerald take the purple to Indianapolis? Perhaps. The defense has speed, and the offense has a top one-two punch in quarterback Clayton Thorson and running back Justin Jackson. And Justin Jackson is phenomenal. <laughs> Make sure you keep your eyes on him with the University of Northwestern Wildcats. Here comes Gilbert on the line. Mr. Batista, are you on the line, sir? Yes, I am, sir. Hey, all right. Well, folks, again, now the co-host of a little boxing show that me and him do together called Ringside over on IE Sports Radio. That's right, our friends over there as well. This is Mr. Gilbert Batista. We call him the Cut Man. I may not be the most original <laughs> nickname for a boxing show, but Gilbert, we love you. So let's just get right to it, man. What did you think of the big scrap? It, it was a good exhibition. I can't lie to you. I mean, uh, uh, it Conor was. Mc... It was for all the crap we talked about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Conor McGregor uh, shows uh, some some. Good heart. I mean, I can't lie to you, but I gotta say, it's still an exhibition. You're taking away something from a fighter of a different of a different sport. So it's to me, it's not considered a fight because if it's a fight, you could use anything you can to to, to succeed in that area. Uh, to me, that's why it's an exhibition. I I hear you. I hear you. Now, with that being said, tell me. First three rounds, because that's arguably Connor's rounds. Let's say, yeah. what did you, what did you what did you, what were you thinking? Um, you know, he comes out, he's effort, he's game, he's trying to do a little something, something. What did you see those first three rounds that um, you either liked or maybe didn't like from Connor McGregor? To me, um, it was he was using angles that I I didn't think he would get off. Because I thought, okay, well, he's an MMA fighter. He's going to come straight forward and try to land something big. But he was hitting Floyd with punches that I don't think even Floyd saw for a bit. So he was using the angles. He was moving around. He was he was feeling good about himself the first the first part of the, of the fight. And then, you know what it, what it is. You feel good and you start forgetting what the game plan is. For him, he used 35 minutes. So what I thought was he just... He's just getting too happy with himself. He needs to think, I got two more rounds to go, so I got to try to knock him out. By the time he, he realized that he was in the deep water and 
and Floyd drowned him basically. He got him tired and he got yeah. him tired and he took advantage of that because you could see when he start when uh Floyd started coming forward and he started landing, I was like, Oh, oh it's starting to happen. He's starting to connect more. He's I mean, I was I was tweeting that. I mean, I said he's starting to connect more, he's trying to come forward a little bit more. But Connor was still landing some of his punches and something he did very well was when he would get stuck, he would clinch on Floyd and he wouldn't let him fight on the inside. Sometimes Floyd likes to shoot underneath when the referee's breaking you up because the referee's not paying attention to the bottom. So he would he would shoot little punches to the to the gut when the referee wasn't watching. And he, he uses the elbows very well. Referees don't really call that, but they should because it's, it's illegal to do. Yeah, that and also the, the hammer punches, you know. Yes. Yes, very much so. Yeah, just a few of those as well. Now, Gilbert, you're going to love this. Now, all the crap, and you've heard me talk for weeks, and what have I always told people? Go to Periscope, go to wherever your free streaming service is. Now, three million, an estimated 3 million people watch this fight via some type of illegal streaming service. But check this out. I wake up Saturday morning, or excuse yeah, Saturday morning, and my wife and daughter want to order this fight. Wow. <laughs> okay, and the sports governor being the, you know, it's a democracy. I'm already outvoted two to, one, two to one, so it's happening. And my wife just chalked up the C note to having fun. <laughs> hey, you you can never disagree with your wife. That's how it is. You, you, can have, you have to say yeah, so I, I'm, I'm down with that. I mean... <laughs> You know, I, I made the personal choice that, you know, I had to watch it, you know, like you said, on a streaming service. I watched it in Russian, so I didn't really have to worry about the commentators being one-sided or anything like that. Because right. what I do is I turn off the volume so I could watch the fight without hearing the commentators swing one way or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, not a bad to, way to watch a fight, actually. To to me, it was, it, you know, it was a good fight. It was a good uh, exhibition for me, not paying a hundred bucks. I mean, I, I like I put on Twitter. I was like, "Well, beat that, boys," because I didn't pay for it, and I still got to watch a good fight. You know what I mean? Right. So. And RC, our boxing historian here on the uh, Sports Done Right show and the Next Squad says, in some ways, this fight resembled Muhammad Ali versus Chuck Wepner, minus the knockdown. But I would say this, and Gilbert, correct me if I'm wrong. Because the MMA crowd and Connor's crowd really drove this fight. Because as we did find out and as we talked about on ringside last week, there were approximately six, seven thousand, you know, seats available. So they only sold just over fourteen thousand were in the arena. T Mobile holds close to twenty for, you know, the big events like this. But with that being said, man. Once I was talked into ordering the fight from the wife and the daughter and everything else, you know, I've I've had worse times on a Saturday night. I'll be honest. I, I didn't honestly, think it was too bad. Honestly, it, it was a little bit more than I expected because I was thinking, well, um, Conor McGregor's only been at this for two years, you know, and he showed up. I mean, it's, yeah, it's that fear. He got uh, in there with arguably the best. <laughs> it's that, it's that fear of being embarrassed, and I think when you get have that fear of getting embarrassed, you're gonna try really hard, regardless of of what the outcome is, because 
you don't want people talking about this guy didn't come prepared. I mean, when you get in the ring with arguably, we've both said it, with arguably the best defensive fighter yep. in, in the world, and you do what he did, he I think he was up in the in the cards when he got knocked down. So, you know, that's something. I mean, you could always say you took him to the limit. You got beat, but you took him to the limit. You know, that's you could hang your hand on that. For the rest of your career, you could say, oh, totally. I, I, stood, yes. yeah, yeah. I stood in there with the best. I got beat, but I, nobody else has done it. You know, did what he did. So I, I give him props for that. I do too. And, you know, Connor earned the fan in me that night. Sounds a little sappy to say, but I appreciated the effort. Um, he did all that he could probably humanly do. And, you know, he got in and took the butt whooping too. I mean, you know, he took some shots from, you know, Floyd Mayweather and he wasn't going anywhere. You know, but he I mean? never, the, the thing is he never went down. And that to me showed a lot of heart because a lot of guys, they would just say, screw this. I'm going down and getting my money and that's it. But right. he never went down. So uh, it, it got, it got me going as a, as a boxing fan it was like, okay. This guy did what he had to do in training, and and I'll, I'll give it to him, you know, because a lot of a lot of guys that said that he was gonna phone it in because they got that money, so they don't have nothing to fight for, right? But when you have honor and respect, a lot of a lot of it's driven by that. Yeah, well, also, you know, speaking of honor and respect, and um, you know, I'll I'll turn this to the Floyd side in a minute. As I know it sounds like it's a one-sided uh, Connor love fest at this point. But, yeah, you know, yeah. he he had countrymen. A lot of Irish folks came over from, from the island to watch this fight live over here. Um, obviously, he's the MMA darling. So he has the MMA crowd. Like I said, it was his fans that drove this. Weren't a lot of boxing fans there. Not a lot of boxing interest outside the boxing reporters and a few fans like you and me. But, hey, man, like you said, he stood in there. He, he, he brought all he could. And for that, Conor McGregor deserves not only every dollar he earned, he, he really does earn, deserve the respect of everybody, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and I can't disagree with that at all because, I mean, basically now he, he can do whatever he wants. He could go back to the UFC. He can retire. He could do whatever he wants. Yeah. He's, he's a made man, basically. So it's now it's just... Everything else is gravy. From this point forward, everything else is gravy for him. Right. So, no, you know? yeah, exactly. And I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was just going to say hello to DJ Queen, who's joining us in the Spreaker.com chat room. Again, folks, you are listening to Gilbert Batista here on Sports Done Right. Me and Gilbert do a little show called Ringside on IE Sports Radio, also here on Spreaker.com. Uh, usually on Friday nights, Friday or Saturday on the weekends there, for especially when we got some big fights going off. And we are reviewing, because I didn't want to wait till the weekend, because our review would have been pretty stale at that point. But, um, you know, Gilbert, let's flip it over to Floyd here for a minute. Now, 40 years old, comes back, hasn't fought in a couple years. Now, granted, he wasn't jumping in there with Terrence Crawford or, you know, Andre Ward or somebody like that by any means, but you know, couple rounds, he's seeing something different, taking his time, and you know it, that was the game plan, I believe. Just get take him to some deep water, and in a sense, watch him drown. Yeah, to to me, 
he did a, a great job of first letting letting him get his shots off, blow his load as they say, and and let him get a little bit fatigued because everybody knows Conor McGregor has a a stamina problem, you know, and and I think right. that was the game game plan from the beginning was okay, let's see what he has as far as power, and and if I can handle it, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to let him let him waste his energy and see what we can do after the fifth round, and I think they did perfectly. After after the fourth fifth round, if you notice, Floyd is coming forward. He's coming forward. He's cutting off the ring a little bit, and I was kind of impressed by that because I have never really seen Floyd it, not, exactly. Not and you know, run fight. Well, <laughs> you, know? you know, and and it was funny because. Now, Connor, after the fight, not the, you know, I got a big laugh out of this. He says, yeah, we turned him into a Mexican tonight. We turned him into a Mexican fighter, meaning that Floyd all of a sudden became very aggressive, like you said, moving forward, cutting off the ring and whatnot. And I thought it was just very funny. So I sense that Floyd, like you've said before, realized, obviously, I can take this dude at any point. I think RC is kind of uh said something in our chat room here tonight regarding that talking about Floyd Carey Connor McGregor and pretty much on the sixth round on could have took him out at any time. Yeah, but, I believe that too, but at yeah. the same time, he all he always said, he always maintained that he was going to take him out in the first round and he didn't do that. So, uh, some of the credit has to go to Connor McGregor to be to be able to withstand those big shots in right. the 4th, 5th, 6th round because he did take those shots. A lot of guys would have gone down, you know what I mean? So it is what it is, but um, at some point you gotta give you gotta give that heart of, of Floyd that night. I say that night because I haven't seen in any other fight where where he actually came forward. He was the aggressor, and he kind of he kind of forced the fight a little bit. No, I, again, I who would have thunk it? Who would have expected it? I mean, we all knew. Floyd's going to win, but man, the way the event went down, hell, had some fun, man. I had some fun. Now, before we continue here, and again, this is Gilbert Batista, the cut man, co-host of Ringside, a little show we do on IE Sports Radio. Um, What did you think about the ref? Uh, You know, the ref obviously gave Connor a very stern talking to during the pre-fight instructions. Uh, yeah. I think for the most part he did a good job, though. Actually, I kind of didn't agree with that because when you have a free hand and you have one that's hooked, you still have the right to use your free hand, right? And he would turn around, and Floyd wasn't looking. So why can't you shoot if the guy's not looking where you're shooting? You know, and sometimes he would he would break them up when that was going on. It was like, okay, but he has a free hand. Why can't you do it? I would understand if they were both tied up and this and that. But if you have a free hand, you can shoot it. You can look at the rules, and it says that. You can shoot with the free hand, and he would not let him do it. He would say, he would say, back up, back up. You know, and he never, he never told Floyd about those elbows because he was doing it. He did it a couple times, and it's like, okay, if you do it a lot, you got to get a point taken away, but he never said anything. I kind of differ about about the referee, but at the end of the day, he did what was right. He called the fight when he saw that Connor was hurt. So you can't really can't really hate on the referee for that. I just some of the uh, some of the instances in the fight, you could you could go either way. 
Okay, okay, I think that's fair. And yeah, I, I I agree with the stoppage. I know Connor and I know his fans, you know, were complaining it was an early stoppage. Eh, he, he was done. And, and plus, so you, man, you don't want him to get hurt either. I mean, you know, this guy still has to go back to the UFC or if he so chooses and wants to try boxing again. But um, at, at that point when Floyd stopped him, I had no problem with the stoppage at all, Gilbert. No, you could tell. You could tell he was he was tired. He was trying to grab. He was trying to do what he could to kind of get Floyd to stop a little bit. But he was hurt, um, and I I didn't disagree with it either. I mean, it, you could say it was early, but there was no point because he wasn't going to come back from that that last no. big shot that he took. No, he sure wasn't. He sure wasn't. So um, Floyd's forty. He says he's done. Cut, man. Are you buying it? Um, I think if somebody throws a big number of, of cash, he might take it. But you got to remember, in the eighth round, he took a big big shot to the body where he stood still. He kind of complained about it being low to the groin. But I saw right. it as a clean body shot, and he kind of he kind of took it. And you could kind of see that he's not the same as he was a couple years ago. So I think it, if he wants to ride off into the sunset and call it a day, I can't disagree with that because – I mean, if he wants to remain perfect, that's the best way to do it. No, and I I think he got that same feeling, and you could kind of tell uh, after the fight where he was talking about these young guys coming up, and, you know, they, they can try calling them out. But, you know, Floyd, hopefully he's got his tax situation taken care of. He can ride off into the sunset, uh, truly get back to focusing, to, I guess, on remodeling strip clubs and running – the money team and uh, Mayweather promotions, but um, hey, you know, hats off to him. You know, he did what champions do. He's a very smart fighter. I get it. He drives a lot of people crazy, especially earlier in his career with his mouth and and attitude and whatnot. But when you can back it up like Floyd, you get to talk like that, Cut Man. I I, I just I don't agree that um, he's unbeaten, but I, I give him his respect that he's. The best defensive fighter of his generation. I'll give him that. Okay, and again, mm-hmm. I got to go back and watch the Castillo fight. That's what uh, the Cub Man's referring to. Uh, Cub Man. Now, okay, the Castillo fight. And what other fight did you think Floyd lost? Because there was a couple, weren't there? The, the first, the first um, Maidana fight. I thought uh, Maidana edged him out on points, um, and he took a lot of big shots in that fight. So. You know, you you could take that one, there and there. I mean, the the De La Hoya. I think he beat De La Hoya, but that was because De La Hoya beat himself in that fight. He started boxing. He didn't want really want to hit after the the sixth round. He started, you know, uh, picking and poking. So that's on De La Hoya. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. so well, all right. So the big fight. I'm still waiting. I don't know. Have we gotten any pay per view numbers? Are they still kind of adding it all up? I hadn't seen anything being mentioned just yet. Um, again, very interested, especially now that we know three million people watched it, <laughs> quote unquote, illegally. Be interested to see how many people actually paid for it. Um, honestly, I, I don't think they want to bring up those numbers because they're not going to be as big as. The Pacquiao fiasco, because that's what it was. It was a fiasco. Um, I don't think they met as much as, as they did in that fight, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, let me do this. So, Gilbert, and again, folks, Gilbert Batista, IE Sports Radio. 
Uh, he's also the host of Pi or co-host of Pirate Radio with Larry B. Big Raider uh, Radio Show. Let's talk a little bit about Mister uh, Crawford um, again. Fighting down there in o- Omaha, sold out arena, coming out to support the hometown kid. What's next for uh, Bud? Because he's phenomenal. He's you know arguably a top three pound for pound fighter. Um, an American fighter can be, you know, right there with uh, Mr. Ward as the the preeminent American fighter. Um, you know, Deontay Wilder's kind of seemed to tail off with this heavyweight championship, yeah. and more people are obviously on the Anthony Joshua bandwagon after his fight with Klitschko. So what do you see for Terrence Crawford, man, here in the near future? Because I think if he can get the right fights – and really make a name for himself, he can really do something over the next five years in this sport. To be honest with you, I'm going to throw a name out there that nobody's really talking about. And that's because he's been injured. One-time Thurman. Because yes, from what I've yes, been hearing, Keith. from what I've been hearing, um, Bud Crawford is moving up to 147. Okay. So um, I'm thinking that would be a money fight for both these guys. They're bo- both really good fighters. They're both really technical at times. They can bang. They, I mean, they, they both have a really big upside. But um, to be honest, I think that's the next biggest fight for him. Uh, he could go against Danny Garcia. I mean, there's there's fights to be made at 147. Um, and technique-wise, I think he has it to where he can beat a lot of guys. I mean, to me, he's pound for pound, one, if not the best, one of the best right now. Really? Okay. Um, so what do you think? I know. I, 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 dude, if, if they could get that Thurman fight set up, I mean, you know, depending on, on how his shoulder and arm, you know, the rehab and the comeback is with that, that is a fight that I would pay for that, uh, depending on where it was and whatnot, may actually try and get there live. To be honest with you, it's been a long time since I saw some good live boxing, uh, yeah. me, and, me and my boys back in the day, we used to hit the road for the Vegas trips. And even though we couldn't afford to go to a Tyson fight, we were in town a couple weekends for it. And, you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah. I, that's the one I would love to see. By the way, do we got any word on the comeback of Keith one time, Thurman? Um, I think it's later on, later on this year, like in December is the last thing I heard. But I might be wrong because he had to recover from that sh- shoulder surgery. So, okay. All right. I take him a while. True. And you know, again, but to, to, be honest, to be honest with you, I would say I would say Pacquiao because but Crawford has been wanting that fight for a long time, but it doesn't seem like Pacquiao wants to give him that fight. He he had trouble against against uh, that guy that he fought the last time in Australia, and Bud Crawford is is I think a little bit taller than than that guy, so it might give him trouble. And I don't think he wants that trouble, to be honest with you. All right. So, Gilbert, let me get you out of here then with a couple questions. We'll, we'll move off of this fantastic exhibition that was the Mayweather Conor McGregor's um, fight. And let me ask you this We got a fight coming up now for the real boxing fans, Triple G. Hell yeah. Uh, coming up here, um, Alvarez. We're about a month away, so let's just start previewing that. And again, obviously, we'll get into it on ringside over the next few weeks here. But we're a month out. How are you feeling? 
Who do you think, you know, just what do you feel for that fight? To me, honestly, it's a toss-up. Because if, if Canelo can do what the magic man did, Daniel Jacobs, he has a chance to win. Um, to me, it, it, he um, we, uh, Triple G got exposed. Um, or really, he can't really, when you have a mover in there, he can't set up for those big shots. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. for, to hit a big shot, you have to, your, ha- your feet have to be planted. And if they keep turning you, you don't have the power to, to hurt anybody. So if Canelo can, can get off his combination and keep him moving, not let him get set. I've always said, if you let, if you let, um, the, the boxer, um, uh, kind of turn you, as as the puncher, you're in trouble because when they turn you, your power goes. Your power goes because you have to have your feet set, and and we've seen it. I mean, Triple G had trouble with Daniel Jacobs. Oh yes, so he I think, did. Yes, he so did. I think I think uh, if Canelo can kind of have, I'm not saying have that game plan, but kind of have that game plan where he moves a little bit more and he moves his head and shoots that right hand every once in a while. I think I think he gave Triple G some trouble, All right? Because to, to, for Triple G, he has to land that power. If you're not there to land that power, he's in trouble. No, exactly. And, you know, before that, he got the TKO over Kell Brook. Um, you know, I've, I've always Kel, been Kel a big Brook fan. Um, yeah. Big fan of, of Triple G. And, yeah, that Kell Brook win definitely, uh, you know, I, that was supposed to be a fight of the year candidate there. Cal Brook shot some good shots. He landed a couple good shots on, on Triple G, so it kind of exposed him there too that he's there to be hit. So if somebody can land a big shot with some power, it might be some trouble for Triple G. But at the same time, Triple G, I mean, he he is a, a combination shooter, so he's gonna he's gonna shoot first to the body and then go to the head, which is a good a good thing to do if you have power. I mean, break them down and then right. take them out. You know what uh, I mean? Oh, yeah, exactly. And RC here um, says Keith Thurman is a good fighter, but I believe Crawford or Oral Spence would beat him. He barely got past Sean Porter. Um, absolutely. That's, that's a good point because that's a good point because I, if if Oral Spence and Bud Crawford, that would be a great fight also. I hadn't thought about that, but that would be a great fight. Um, good point by RC, you know. Exactly, exactly. So, Gilbert, tell the folks where to follow you on Twitter, and we'll definitely be back on ringside here. We got to get together and figure that out. And, um, yeah, we do got some fights that are upcoming, not only the uh, Triple G fight, but we got some other ones as well. So time to get back at it. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter, Gilbert Bautiste 2 on Twitter. So please add me. And that way you can get your sports info from IE Sports Radio. There you go, my man. All right, Gilbert, I'm going to let you get back to your night. Thanks again for taking a few moments to join us on Sports Done Right. And uh, we'll be talking soon and setting up ringside here for IE Sports Radio. Yeah, thank you very much. You have a great night. All right, you too, boss. Take care. Thanks, man. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Gilbert Batista, the co-host of Ringside, which is truly Vince Wright. By the way, Twins are still up. They are the second AL wildcard team, three games behind the Yankees, uh, a game ahead of Baltimore and Los Angeles, Seattle and Tampa Bay, a game and a half behind the Twins. So way to go, Twins, trying to make that playoff push. 
Love it. Love it. Mike Trout sits out his second game for the Angels with a stiff neck after he ran into the outfield wall Sunday playing against Houston. By the way, the Troutster is hitless in his last 17 at-bats as well. So let me get in this chat room here before I play Rough Buff's favorite Michael Jackson song. Um, Keith Thurman. Oh, whoops. I read that one. I think Crawford would beat Thurman. Bama Boy says... Um, and I agreed with that. I, I do too. Um, RC says, Ben, Oscar has always been a complainer. Remember when he was complaining after he lost to Trinidad? Exactly. Oscar, I gave him an effing boxing lesson. Oscar all of a sudden couldn't finish the show. I don't know. Maybe, you know, they talk about how you, he might've started admiring the work, reading his own press clippings. But in that Trinidad fight, he gave that away. Yeah, he, he, for the first half of that fight, he did give Trinidad what he said, a boxing lesson. But for some reason, Oscar, he just didn't want to get hit. And he started playing that little peekaboo stuff and, you know, let aggressive fighters um, all of a sudden come after him. RC says, I can't wait to see Triple G Canelo. I'm picking Canelo to win a hard-fought decision. All right. Any knockouts coming up in that fight? I don't know either. But all right, man. So, again, the King of Pops would be 59th birthday. Um, Let's have a little Michael Jackson dance party here with a couple tunes. Uh, We'll come back. We'll end the show. And, um get into a few other things again a lot of college football coming up i cannot wait to talk college football here Um, we may be doing some weekend edition shows as well just to stay a little more current with things as they happen so you may see some pre-recorded shows Um, i might get back to what the sports governor vince right calls my quick takes little three to five minute shows that i'll just post up on the sports done right facebook page or tweet out things like that just stay a little more relevant as things happen. But, man, I cannot wait. Lots of stuff popping up here uh, this weekend. College, pro, week and a half away from pro football, legitimately starting a couple weeks. Oh, man, best time of the year. Uh, <laughs> hate to it's just going to seem weird to say this, but, hell, man, once football starts, basketball, hockey ain't too far behind. Unfortunately for us here in Minnesota, that means winter is on its way. So anyway, man, let's uh, enjoy the king of pop here. Remember all that great music he gave us, all the good memories of the dance floor, roller skating, um, all kinds of stuff, man. Did everything to Michael Jackson music. So rough. Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. She's right on time. Hold on. Yellow. So this is the first lady oh, calling geez. from Somewhere. sunny South Dakota. <laughs> sunny South Dakota. Okay. Um, are we on? Are we on? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're on, ladies and gentlemen. One and only Angie Wright, the first lady of Minnesota sports, and just happens to be married to yours truly. Well, I know I've been missed, so I thought I'd call in. I, oh, God, I just uh, <laughs> wanted to bring up the uh, the fact that you kind of glazed over, and as we uh, enter football season, I wanted to 
find out. Apparently, the first daughter has told me that she's going to be really into uh, college football now. She wants to get into the Gophers. She wants to see them crush Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, she told me. So after the fit that you threw on Saturday when the girls wanted to order the fight in the house, just want to know where you're going to sit on, on the fence with football. Are we going to have a football house this, this what do you Saturday think? What come, do you, come, come on, for? Come on. I mean, first I off, the, well, I don't know what we're going to have going Saturday because the game's Thursday and we've donated the tickets. But, um, yeah, I have no problem with Sydney joining us. I, I, I mean, games. I'm talking about going forward in these coming weeks. Are we going to have the fit that we saw on Saturday morning when we wanted to order the fight? Really, this uh, is why hello? you call? This is why you call? To bore hello? my listeners with this nonsense? <laughs> I, mean, come I, I just on. want to give them a picture of what the the sports chateau looked like this weekend. That's it. Reporting from the field, the first lady. I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, Angie Wright, first lady. Uh, that's all she gets there. Um, yeah, you know what? She may have been uh, sitting in the hotel room sipping on a little wine tonight, Big L. Um, <laughs> whooping Vince's ass. <laughs> that we could definitely say uh, no. Okay. But no, nah, man, I don't have a problem with my baby girl wanting to come to go for games and hang out. Um, that was actually a pleasant surprise last year. Sydney did actually start getting into gopher games and whatnot. So very proud to have the little girl, not so little anymore. She's 14 years old and almost six feet tall. So I got to stop maybe calling her my little girl. Well, screw it. She's always going to be my little girl, my baby girl. Anyway, this was for rough buff before the first lady decided to put down the wine bottle and give us a call. Uh, old classic from the Jacksons called Enjoy Yourself. Uh, yeah, I might play another tune after this, but otherwise, sports done right. Tuesday night edition, Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. I'll be right back. Joyce. 
votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. Don't you wish you were Matt Stafford right about now? <laughs> Just going through some stuff I've seen on social media here. Uh, some guy on Twitter earlier, I thought this was perfect. Uh, Jack Roy Becker at J. Roy Becker. <laughs> Tim Tebow has more career playoff wins than Stafford. Drop the mic, done. Tim Tebow has more playoff wins than Matt Stafford. Anyway, richest guy in the world, it seems like right now. Oh, boy. $200 million man by the time he's 33, if the details of the contract are accurate from the CBS Sports Line story I'm looking at. Man, $27 million a year for this dude. Jelani, where are you at? Where are you at, Jelani Bodie, host of the Wait a Minute show? Spreaker.com chat room, $27 million for Stafford a year. Is he worth it? Don't think so. Don't think so. But I listened at work today as I was doing my job to some sports radio. Um... And there were some people arguing for it because literally it's Detroit and can't let them go because who out there is better. <laughs> and there's this truth to that. Rough buff, waste of money. <sighs> mm. Yeah, that one caught me off guard. That one caught me off guard. Easy for me to sit here if I'm the... You know, if I put on my Matt Millen cap and go back and become the GM of Detroit, yeah, I mean, who's out there? Who do you convince to come to Detroit? No, no disrespect to the city, but it's Detroit. Hmm. Don't know. Don't know. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Major league leading 51st home run tonight. Dude's unstoppable. See how many he gets. A little bit of some season to go. Oh, boy. I Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, literally speechless. <laughs> Just literally speechless. This is a podcast. And Bama boy, my, my homie, is absolutely right, man. And I'm going to go deep here on the chat before we get out of here. We'll have a couple more Michael Jackson songs to uh, just say rest in peace to him. But Bama, that goes to show you how bad the quarterback play is in this league. Absolutely. Absolutely. And forget, you know, I mean, we've talked about how bad the quarterbacks are. Um, Colin Kaepernick can't get a second look. 
Um, but yet these uh, Mike Lindens of the world and everybody else get these multi-million dollar offers without having done anything. Very disappointing. But with that being said, man, NFL quarterback. Now, again, late 40s for your sports gov. You know, I grew up in a time where, you you know, again, different time. You drafted quarterbacks. They sat on the bench for, you know, two, three, hell, maybe even four years, depending on who the starter was. Now, granted, less free agency back then, so people aren't jumping teams as much back in the, you know, 80s and whatnot. But, man, I don't remember just – I just don't remember quarterback play being literally as bad as it is now. Big L says highest paid player ever in our Spreaker.com chat room, LOL BS. Big L says also um, before that, he, and he had Megatron. So don't give me that he had has no wide receivers BS, zero playoff wins. Yeah. I mean, I look, I went to the Vikings game last year, first time in their new stadium, came in here, watched Detroit beat us. Um, you know, Detroit went on a little run last year. I mean, I get it. I get it. But man, couldn't they have gotten him a little bit cheaper than that? Or I guess maybe you just want to say, Hey, we just want to put so much of a carrot in front of him. He ain't even going to think about going nowhere. And obviously that's what it was. Mandelion up in here as well. I um, want to thank you for joining us, sir. Again, X Squad affiliate, and um, man, Mandelion doing this thing on Sunday nights. Make sure you follow him, check him out. He's doing behind closed doors. He's eat, sleep, grinding, and repeating. And by the way, <laughs> one of the funkiest rappers and one of the greatest X Squad commercials ever. Man, De Leon. De Leon. <laughs> That's my dude. Eat, sleep, sleep, grind, grind, repeat, repeat. That's what you do. That's what we do. Eat, sleep, grind, grind, repeat, repeat. Ha! That's what we do. Number one, she rock man, Deleon. Every Saturday we got it going on. Might call your mama up, talk sport. Shout you out in the chat, thank for your support. X squad, act like you know. SME, yo, here we go. Ha ha, yo, here we go. SME, yo, here we go. Sleep, I love that. Repeat, that's what we do. Thank you for joining us, man, Deleon. Oh, man, Sports Gov, unfortunately, as well, is probably, probably not. And it really pains me to say that, my peeps. But it's not looking good for me to make it down to uh, the Doug Stewart celebration, third year TDSS, the Doug Stewart Show, two live stews radio. Uh, just got some stuff going on on the home end, some other things I might need some vacation days for a little later this year. So the choice had to be made, man, but um, obviously going to be down there in spirit and we'll be living vicariously through everybody's pictures and videos and everything else. So uh, tip one back for the sports gov and um, I'll, I'll be that. You know, I will be in Atlanta. Just probably, it's just not going to be on that particular weekend. So, but anyway, uh, Stafford didn't win in Georgia with AJ Green. 
Marino and plenty of others. So why would we expect anything different in Detroit? Again, that comes from 334 Bama Boy. Four days left until his squad begins uh, another march towards the championship. Um, oh, Bama says me too, Gov surgery pending. All right. Well, hey, man, I hope everything's good. And um, just uh, take care of yourself, Bama, and get well. And we'll all meet up again next year, hopefully, uh, down there in the ATL for TDSS4. And also, man, we also got to get our X-Squad crews back on the possible calendar as well. So I got to get in touch with Jelani. And maybe in the year 2018, we can take a look at doing that as well because i want to get on the cruise i've never been um one of the things i've always wanted to try and do I've, sports gov has always heard people either like it don't like it um there's only one way to find out right anyway one last x squad drop yo this is your boy kicking it with kc show and when i want to jam on a sunday evening i'm kicking back with my man mandelion listening to some jams and also engaging topics. Be sure to tune in. X Squad Affiliates. Let's go. Give it to you. The one and only Kesey Ingram, the digital mind behind the X Squad. And again, xsquadaffiliates.com is the website. A lot of great uh, programming, a lot of great entertainment, a lot of different takes, not only on sports, but current issues, lots of stuff going on in the world today. North Korea shooting off missiles over Japan. Japan ain't taking that lightly. Uh, the Trumpster, obviously, he going to be wilding out and getting his two cents in there as well. Um, lots of lots of strange times going on, my people, but we got each other. And the X-Squad, not only are we just, uh, a, we're more than a podcast group. We are fam. We are friends. Um, a lot of the crew is based down in the ATL, but man, um, I've gotten to know these cats and a bunch of good people. So again, make sure you check out xsquadaffiliates.com. Mandelion is going on a cruise in December. Mandelion, please let me know how that goes, um, what ship, the itinerary, everything, because I am up and open to anything, and I'm really looking forward to trying out a cruise uh, next year with uh, the wonderful first lady and who knows, like I said, maybe with the rest of the X squad. So, all right, man, with that being said, sports Gov's going to get you out of here. We didn't touch on a, a lot of topics tonight. We'll get back into some real heavy and deep sports. Obviously we're going to have a lot of college football to talk about gophers debuting. I'll probably have a gopher wrap up show ready for you Friday. Um, so again, that probably will be a pre-recorded show to probably be about five minutes or so. And, um, start looking for those short drop shows to start making their way back in as well. going to play a couple more tunes from Michael, do a little Michael Jackson dance party here for a little bit and get on out of here. King of pop would have been 59. Um, we lost him as we did Prince and everybody else. It seems way, way, way too young. But, hey, be safe, be cool. Vince Wright, the sports governor, always um, thinking of my people. And, oh, there it is on some breaking news. North Korea issues new threat tonight. Yeah. This world, sometimes I tell you. Mandelion, I'm going to Belize in December. Hey, Bama Boy, my aunt actually owns a couple acres down in Belize and loves it down there. 
um, speaks English, very American friendly, take our money. Um, definitely, I think you're going to enjoy Belize if you've never been before. I don't know. Uh, oh, yes, man, De Leon, make sure I get your drop as well. So with that said here, I'm going to get out of here. Little Michael Jackson, a few songs here over the next few minutes. Take you on out. I'm sorry. They're just showing that Trump speech in Phoenix again with that black dude in the background. Blacks for Trump. Oh, man, I tell you. All right, be cool, be safe, enjoy life, and enjoy one another.
Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.